Section 15 of Mother Earth, Volume 1, Number 4, June 1906. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mike Overby. Dedicated to all the police officers and to all the landlords in the time of coronavirus. Mother Earth, Number 4. Refined Cruelty by Anna Mercy Civilization has eliminated none of the qualities that marked the age of savagery. The cruelties which especially characterized primitive man is exercised as much today as in the days of cannibalism. Civilization has been the refining agent of our qualities. Just as a number of chemicals put into a crucible are refined by a certain acid, while yet the original substances remain, though in different forms, so has civilization refined and remolded the crude elements of our nature, leaving the essence of our primitive qualities the same. The subtlety with which cruelty is exercised today makes of it a far-reaching and far more destructive force than formerly. Instead of attacking our neighbors with sticks and stones and tomahawks, and forcing them into captivity in order that they may work for us, we obtain the same or even better results by numerous subtle methods. We instill respect for law, wealth, and morality. We withdraw the land and other natural resources from general use. With a show of generous sentiment, we allow the lambs we have shorn to assist us in the shearing of other lambs. Every morning and every evening we see a long procession of men and women going or coming from the work, at which they have given up their life force for the sake of a mere pittance. Look at these men and women. There they go, evidently free, no shackles on their hands or feet, no overseer keeps them in check by club or gun. There they go voluntarily to their prison factories, offices, stores in the morning, and in the evening when the glorious sun is hidden from sight, they come out again haggard and worn, to creep to their prison homes. When the savage desires to rob you, he may attempt to strangle and maim you. But the civilized man scorns such crude methods. He builds cheap tenements in which you may gradually and surely choke to death, and not satisfied with that, he, with a great show of kindness, prepares your foods for you, that they may slowly, very slowly, but surely, hasten your deliverance. Babies are not frankly murdered any more, but they are served with nice, adulterated milk, which accomplishes the same purpose in a quieter way. Under the name of law, many atrocious crimes are committed. Imprisonment, capital punishment, and war are yet crude in their methods. They are still susceptible of more refining. Here, cruelty has rather a thin garment on, and needs to be covered up a little more. Even in our everyday relations with one another, we use many and varied forms of refined cruelty. When displeased, we no longer beat each other, but we use the subtler forces of sarcasm, irony, slander, neglect. We regard directness a rudeness, when in reality it is the greatest kindness imaginable. Instead of being positive and direct in our dealings with each other, we constantly exercise a passive cruelty, in other words, the cruelty of refinement. We are evasive, delusive, subdued, falsified, but we deceive with dignity, tell falsehoods fluently, use words and cold behavior as daggers. Today we do not turn away an unwelcome visitor, but we announce that we are not at home, or we slander him behind his back. 
When we love, we pretend to be modest and indifferent, while, in an indirect way, we attempt to build walls around the person we love. There is nothing free in the expression of our emotions, for we are subdued, crushed, we are civilized. Everything is sham and hypocrisy, and hidden daggers are everywhere in one form or another. These daggers are concealed under kindness, charity, benevolence, morality, law, and there are, therefore, difficult to deal with. The blades are thrust into the back. You can feel them, but you cannot grapple with them. Our inherent cruelty is best illustrated in the treatment we give those who are absolutely in our power, little children, and the dumb animals. With what authority do we elicit respect and obedience from our little people? With rod in hand, and with venomous tongues, we begin the process of subjugating and civilizing our little free, emotional people. In the name of, quote-unquote, their highest good, do we mold them to be actors, that they may properly enact the tragedy of life as we had enacted it before them. The dumb animals receive the cream of our refined cruelty. In order to appear civilized, we drive in carriages pulled by horses whose spinal columns have been docked, whose necks are held stiff by tight check reins, whose eyes are blinded by, quote-unquote, fashionable devices. There used to be cannibalism and human sacrifices. There used to be religious prostitution and the murder of weak children and of girls. There used to be bloody revenge and the slaughter of whole populations, judicial tortures, quarterings, burnings at the stake, the lash, and slavery, which have disappeared. But if we have outlived these dreadful customs and institutions, this does not prove that there do not exist institutions and customs amongst us which have become as abhorrent to enlightened reason and conscience as those which have in their time been abolished and have become for us only a dreadful remembrance. The way of human perfecting is endless, and at every moment of historical life there are superstitions, deceits, pernicious and evil institutions, already outlived by men and belonging to the past. There are others which appear to us in the far mists of the future, and there are some which we are now living through, and whose overliving forms the object of our life. Such in our time is capital punishment, and all punishment in general. Such is prostitution, such is the work of militarism, war, and such is the nearest and most obvious evil, private property in land. End of section 15